Hello and welcome to Dyslexics Wanted, produced by the Web Innovation Center for Dyslexia. Jordan Rich here, and this episode is part of our special series that salutes young people who have not let dyslexia stop them. In fact, it's very likely that learning to deal with their dyslexia has allowed them to harness other talents. We like to refer to them as superpowers. No capes or masks or gold whips involved here. Just hardworking young people stepping up to challenges and meeting them head on. So we heard about a young lady in ninth grade in beautiful Halifax, Nova Scotia, who not only took on her dyslexia and learned to cope, Abigail Steves has become a leading activist on climate change and the environment at 14 years of age. She's passionate, caring, and totally dedicated to helping the world and her neighbors. Abigail is an exceptional organizer, a motivator, speaker, and writer. To say that I'm impressed to meet her is an understatement. Abigail is yet another shining example of a young person with certain superpowers. I invite you to see for yourself. Abigail, I'd like to start by asking you to describe what life is like for you at 14 in the ninth grade with dyslexia. How, tell me how you're affected by that. It affects, like, I feel like it affects almost everything in either a negative or a positive way. Like, I don't, I've, it's, it's everywhere, I kind of feel like. And sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing. But I think overall, it's a good thing. I would, I would never change it about myself because um, everything I do that I like doing, I know that I couldn't do if I didn't have it. It just gives you so many strengths and makes you stronger. Wow, that's a great opening statement. Let's explore that a little bit. But first, a little background. When did you first get a diagnosis of dyslexia? Do you remember? Oh, a year ago. Oh, so it's very, very recently then. Yeah, very recent. So up until the time you found out what was happening, were you struggling in school? Did you have a lot of upset over not being able to keep up? Or how did it affect you? It kind of got worse over time, like in prep school, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. But then as I started getting into middle school and things started getting harder, it kind of it showed up more. I've been at private school all my life. And so I feel like it's not as noticeable there because you get so much more one on one attention. And um, it just moves so quickly that if you don't understand, mm. like when we're learning how to read, like if you they just taught it like much quicker than they would at a public school. And so if you didn't get it, then you just move on. And I think I was really the only one that really noticed it that much. Like I knew some people could see it a little bit, but I think I was, I noticed it the most, like it wasn't obvious. Was it difficulty in sort of keeping up with reading assignments or did it have anything to do with your writing? How can you describe it? Yeah, it's mostly reading. The words like get blurry and move around which is the worst part of it, I think. But I, I have math a little bit. It takes me much longer to do multiplication facts than like algebra, which is kind of weird. But yeah, like I have trouble with like the basics of math, but I understand like complex stuff. I was going to say, now that you've gotten this diagnosis, you know what you're dealing with. Has the school been able to help you and, and adjust to your needs over the last year? Yeah, 100%. Um, my school is very good at that. What are some of the strengths that you said dyslexia brings? Because you're very positive about what you can do and your talents. What do you see as your strengths? I think that there's kind of two different types of strengths. That There's some things that just come naturally and some things that you kind of build over time, like when you're put in this sort of situation and like the natural stuff. Um, I think it's you, you're more creative and empathetic, I think, than most people. 
and then just over time like with environmentalism and stuff like I felt like everything that you have to do to be an activist is kind of like the same thing that you have to deal with at school because it's really just like advocating for the planet and things really not working out activism is a lot of work and I just I was used to that so I didn't really get overwhelmed as quick as other people well, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was speaking in front of, say, 10,000 at a rally. If you've ever had stage fright, that would be the time. But it sounds like you're very comfortable and very confident. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. When I was littler, I used to be really scared of speaking in front of people. But now I don't. I like it, actually. I do theater. And I'm, I'm really good at presentations, too. Like, I like, I like speaking. We're, we're going to get to the work you do as an environmentalist in just a second, but it's so wonderful to hear you talk about these abilities and these talents and this passion that you have for some of the things you're doing. And what we try to talk about on the podcast is the fact that dyslexia is just a different way of thinking, a different way of approaching certain levels of school, but people are doing amazing things. Do you have friends who have dyslexia who are also creative? One of my old teachers, was dyslexic and one of the people in my environmental group is other than that i'm sure i know people i haven't that haven't told me yet but i don't Mm. yeah i don't know many people prior to understanding your situation were you made fun of did you have any issues with kids in class did you feel they were putting you down because you weren't able to keep up any of that kind of stuff um nothing severe but like little things that people said that kind of um that they didn't mean to be offensive kind of word. Just like if they don't know much about it, it's just they could say something that could be interpreted the wrong. Like, I don't think that they realized mm. that offensive. What things. would you like to tell the world in a sense about your life and how it relates to dyslexia? What would you like people to know if you could leave them with one piece of advice? That it's not a bad thing. And I think it has to be normalized. I think people need to talk about it more because it's so common and I haven't heard anybody really talk about it in front of me. I find a lot of people that don't have dyslexia feel like they have to understand it, but it's kind of unreasonable for somebody to ask somebody to understand something that they haven't experienced firsthand. So I think that you need to ask questions. Um, I think that people need to realize that they will never understand like what it's actually like. And I think they have to mm. feel accept that. And just support them, really. Very cogent, very well said. Now, let's get to your passion for the environment. And Abigail, what impact has Greta? Everyone knows the name and everyone knows the face. Uh, She's the young lady from Sweden. What impact has Greta, who's an international climate change activist, had on you and your career as an activist? I think she's just amazing. She was the reason I found out because I didn't I didn't know that climate change existed until about a year ago when I watched mm. one of her speeches. And so I feel like she is the reason why I'm into this. If I didn't see that speech, I, w- I would never have done anything. I heard the term climate change a lot. I never was explained what it was, so I didn't really do anything about it. And so when I heard her speech, that kind of changed changed my life. Pretty impressive that one speech in one moment can do that. You realize you're probably doing that right now for others. (laughs) That would be awesome. I believe it's true. Uh, You're speaking in front of 10,000. I just read a piece online about you going to some city council group to talk about the plastic bag issue. You want to tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I didn't find about climate change until last year, but I knew about plastic pollution a few years before that. Um, When I was 12... It was in French class, actually. My teacher started talking about plastic. 
And it was the same feeling I had when I found out about climate change. I was pretty shocked that nobody, that a whole bunch of people knew about this and weren't really doing anything about it. And that kind of made me angry. And I just like, I I knew I had to do something about it. And so I talked to, um, I talked to my friends and my family about it. And then um, somebody suggested that I go like talk to the politicians. And so I did that when I was 12. What do you have to say to people who say, ah, she's only a kid. She's 14 years old. I mean, just go to school and do your homework and leave leave the important issues to the rest of us. I love the fact that you're speaking up at this age and taking an active role. But what do you say to people who think your your role is to be a kid and not to get involved? Well, I think my role is to be a kid, too. Like, I don't think that teenagers should be having to strike and speak and stuff. I think that that's not really something we should do. But I don't think I really had a choice. I love being an activist. I love doing all this stuff, but I shouldn't have to be when I'm 14. I I don't have any regrets. I obviously love this, but it's just I should be I should be doing other things. And so I think that they're right. I, but I don't have a choice because the other option would just to be sit and watch all these horrible things happen to the planet, which will be my kid's world. And that's not really an option for me to sit and watch that. You have a very sophisticated and mature approach to life in the world. Going out on a limb here and guessing that uh, your parents, your family, they must be the kind of people who care about others and care about the community you live in. Talk a little bit about the influence of your mom and dad and siblings and so forth. What what kind of influence do they have on you? Yeah, they're very supportive and they come up with, like if I'm trying to come up, because I think one of the hardest things about activism is this like awkward stage where you're like, okay, I need to do something, but then you don't know what to do yet. And so I think they've been really supportive of like trying to help me like find ways to help coming up with ideas. I think what's really impressive from the point of view of having dyslexia is the fact that you're not only an activist, but as you said, there's a lot of organization and there's a lot of follow-up work. Just give me an example of the kinds of things you're doing when you're not speaking in front of people. You must be doing a lot of background work. Yeah, it's a lot of background work. A lot of people say that you're just like being an activist to get attention, but like getting attention is like 1% of it. It's a lot of writing speeches and um, dealing with people a lot because I I run an environmental group and that's a lot of work. I um, just, you know, helping people, organizing events, um, all that stuff. But I feel like dyslexia is more of a way of thinking differently than like it's stopping you from doing anything. So if I have control over how I do something that I can do fine, like it's different than doing like schoolwork. But it's, if not equally as important, perhaps more important because you're trying to save the planet. Yeah, it's really important. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure too. What do you see as your future, let's say with college a couple of years away, perhaps? Do you think you'll make environmentalism a career at some point? Yeah, I hope so. As of right now, um, I want to work for the government in some sort of environmental way. It would be really cool to be like an MP or a city councillor, but I don't know if I could do that. But that would be that would be like the dream. I I want to work for the government in to make the city more environmentally friendly when I'm older. Well, it's a beautiful city that you live in. A lot of folks from mm-hmm. where I live on the East Coast love to vacation up there, and it's nice to know you're doing your part to keep skies, the waters, and uh, the climate clean. That's really terrific. 
So any uh, final message that you might have for young people your age, whether they have dyslexia or not, about getting involved? It doesn't have to be, obviously, climate change. It can be anything. What advice would you give them if they're thinking about getting involved? I think that they should totally go for it. There's a lot of doubts because it's a big commitment. If you want to try to be an activist, you have to live up to it because a lot of people are going to, there's a lot of people that don't understand. And a lot of people are probably going to say not so nice things about it. And they're going to try to argue with you. And, but really, if somebody, the way I see it is that, like, if somebody comes up to me and starts saying, like, you know, you shouldn't be doing all this stuff, it's bad. I think that's kind of a compliment because I think they're just scared of change and they they're scared of you because you can do it. You sound like you've really figured a lot of this out, probably because you're so smart and have a lot of innate common sense. You have a, a real ability to connect and communicate as you've proven. And I, I just think you're going to be going gangbusters as the years move on. But what a delight to meet you and share your story. And again, dyslexia has not stopped you. It's been a little bit of a roadblock. And as you say, you've, you're using these talents for good. And it's uh, very inspiring. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. She's Abigail Steves, 14 years old in Halifax, Nova Scotia. The Instagram account for her environmental action group is at echo, E-C-C-O dot H-F-X. And she's got a well-deserved growing following. Thank you for listening to Dyslexics Wanted, produced by the Web Innovation Center for Dyslexia. Now, if you have a story, either about a young person who exhibits some of these, quote, superpowers we love to highlight, or if you have your own compelling story about how you deal with dyslexia, contact us here, wicd at wicd.org. Again, the email address is wicd at wicd.org. We would love to hear from you.